on SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Mendel here once again in SENSA Studio Lumo. Mendel, it's a week of celebration for South Australian footy. Friday afternoon at Adelaide Oval. Before the AFL match, it is the Kia State game where our state team take on Western Australia and it is going to be huge. And we are theming today's Sandful show on the state game, which you've been lucky enough to play in Um before we have a look at the things that you liked and didn't like in the Sandful W, what sort of pride do you have to be a state player? And what does the week look like and feel like for these players who are getting ready to take to the field on Friday, Arvo? Yeah, g'day, Walshy. It's, uh, it's a pretty incredible week for the players that will be representing South Australia and Western Australia this weekend. Uh, I remember myself and... Speaking with a few of the boys last year and uh, the goal to actually play in a state game. And I remember having a chat with someone and they said, you've played AFL footy. Like what? State footy surely is not that big a deal. But it has that, I guess you grow up and and that's what used to happen in back in the day is SA used to play WA, used to play Victoria. So it has that feel to it that you want to represent your state if you get the opportunity and the guys that are going to play on Friday will absolutely relish that. There's there's multiple that have played before, but there's also a lot of first gamers in terms of state footy, and it's an exciting feeling. It's obviously before the AFL game as well, so you, you're showcasing your skills. You're going to have every single scout there as well, so it's uh, there's no better opportunity to uh, to perform well. And and we saw Josh Carmichael get picked up last year through that game. Jai Menzi, who's playing some good football for Essendon, so Tyson Stengel had a really good state game the year that he got picked up by Geelong too. Yep, Jack Hayes as well, yep. and and he obviously got picked up at the end of the year. So realistically, out of the game this weekend, out of the guys that are playing and representing South Australia, we'll see one or two of them more than likely playing AFL football in the next 12 months. Alright, so there has been another massive week in the Host Plus Sandfall League. Uh, no matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game too. Let's get into the things that were massive in this week as we review it. Writing your performance review It says more about me than you. So here we go. All right, men, let's talk about this big round, round six of the Host Plus Sandful League with some some pretty big results. There is some big results. Let's start with Norwood in West Adelaide. Mm. Now, you, you ask me about Norwood every single week and say that uh, if they're not ranked 10 in the power rankings without a win, when is it going to change? We put them at 10 last week. This uh, We say it every week, but this was the week for them to win. They yeah. went to Port Lincoln where they beat West Adelaide last year by nearly 80 points. So played well there. They've got the form, the history there. They're in front at half time, and West Adelaide ran over the top of them. Really disappointing for, for Norwood and Jade Rawlings. Um, he'll be hoping for a win in the SA State team this got week. Got really close in that last quarter, too, where they almost got the lead back. But um, Adam Hartlett would be really impressed with that. Not only did he get a, a full night's sleep, we, we mentioned to that last week with a new baby. But, um, yeah, again... Um, Oh, I just don't know what to say about Norwood now. No, it's it's a real struggle. I, I remember round one, Eagles took on Norwood. I remember sitting in their grandstand and I heard a couple of the older blokes, a couple of the fans, uh, members there at Norwood, and I heard one of them say, we're only going to lose three or four games all season, I think. And uh, they are 0-6 right now. So that is certainly not coming to fruition. There, There is some real struggles there. Tweed's got some obviously decisions to make after the state game weekend. 
But on the flip side, West Adelaide, uh, what I like about West Adelaide, a couple of wins, they're two and four, but their percentage is 90.51. Now, if I think about West Adelaide over the previous couple of seasons, their percentage was down at 60 and 70 at best. So it not only shows they're winning games, but they are in every game, which is a credit to Adam Harlow with what he's doing with that group. Uh, pretty dominant performance from Woodville West Torrens who finally get back on the winners list against a, a strong Central District side who have had a good start to the 2023 season. So what did you boys make of that? Yeah, look, a really important win. Uh, we know how even this competition is and we'll take a look at the ladder shortly, but uh, it's pretty compact from realistically fourth to ninth. And so these are the wins, the teams that are around you on the ladder that you need to win. I think for the Eagles boys, we just stripped it back this week and worked out what we can actually bring. And there might have been a little bit too much happening. And uh, it, it just makes footy a bit easier and, and a bit more enjoyable as well. And we definitely showed that on the weekend. Glenelg uh, flexed their muscles at Stradarana Stadium on Saturday afternoon. A huge performance against North Adelaide, who are one of the best teams in the competition. So um, disappointing for Jacob Surgeon and the Roosters, but very pleasing for the Bays. Liam, it been six goals. He was super, Liam. And he's had a really good season. We spoke with uh, Darren Reeves about it uh, last week. And he said that uh, he said that his form's been very good without maybe hitting the scoreboard. And we saw that come to fruition on the weekend. They are, they are playing some really good footy, Glenelg, and we'll touch on them shortly. But uh, they at home this year are 4-0, and uh, we talk about home ground advantage. It certainly makes a difference, and particularly at, at Sturr, at Wigan Oval, where they're 4-0 at home, Glenelg are the same at home this year. I don't want to take away anything from your what you liked, but I'm assuming it might have something to do with the second quarter um, of uh, Glenelg at North Adelaide because they were they were pretty dominant there. So again, I, don't, I haven't seen your likes and dislikes and stuff, but am I... Am I close? You are. You're very good at this. Uh, yes. Okay, we will get to that a bit and later. Jumping ahead, but okay. uh, <laughs> I literally hadn't even seen it, which is awesome. Um, we'll get to the match of the round in a moment. But Port Adelaide and South. So Port win another game and they win this one by 28 points. So they're playing pretty well for Magpies. They are really. They are playing well in the finishing games well too. Six goals, five to one goal in the last quarter. That was the difference in the game. Three wins on the trot for the Magpies. So it, that I think it's important that the Crows and the and the Magpies teams are strong and are good. Not necessarily a lot of fans don't love seeing those teams dominate, but we don't like seeing them being at the bottom of the ladder and losing games by 10 goals plus. So it's great they're competitive and they got some young players in there that are pushing for selection in the AFL. On the flip side, uh, and again, not going to jump ahead too much, but South Adelaide is in a world of pain at the mm. moment. Also, I was informed that Scott Lysett was rested towards the back end of that game too, which means he's probably preparing for an AFL return. Um, Todd Marshall will be rested because of the concussion. So as we always say, there's always going to be changes for Adelaide and for Port Adelaide. And let's let's finish off with that game. We, we built it as a match of the round and it didn't disappoint a 10-point win for Sturt, who are sitting undefeated at the top of the table. Yeah, they are. The double blues, 6 and 0, 10-6 to 8-8. That it was a real arm wrestle in this one, and that's how Sturt wanted it. Adelaide are averaging 104 points a game. So Sturt's come out and gone, we're playing at home here. Our defense has been really good all year. Let's try and strangle this Adelaide team. And they certainly did that to keep them to 56 points. Matt Crouch is very good again for the Crows, uh, but... Uh, it's an important win and a big win as well because there wasn't a lot of high possession getters for the double blues. So it just showed, I think Marty Matner would have been really pleased that everyone nailed their role on the weekend. Dan Menzel, let's find out what you like. Oh, 
Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. What did you like about the weekend? Yeah, so you've already touched on this. Glenelg are back to their 2021 form. They kicked eight goals in the second quarter and have shown that they can pile on goals in a hurry, which is very much like in that season a couple of years ago in 2021. Also, they've outscored their opponents by 99 points in last quarters this year, which, wow. again, is exactly how they finish games in 2021. They ran over the top of teams, and the psyche that does to other groups, if you think about Collingwood and the AFL right now, they are of a similar vein where you go, all right, these guys finish well. We've got to be in front and have got to have a good margin to be safe against these guys. They are dominating at the moment and have a handful of players playing in the Kia State game too. Men's order the some of the things you didn't like about the weekend. Yeah, look, I'm sorry to South Adelaide fans. The, the premiership drought has been since 1964, and that is going to continue. Mm. Their last month, they have lost to West Adelaide and to Port Adelaide and been smashed by Adelaide and Glenelg. Uh, it's worrying times there. They're, they Since winning their first two games of the season, they haven't looked like it. And if you thought it was going to get any better, well, after the state game, guess what? They take on Sturt. And they've they've conceded the most points in the league this year with 509. I mean, Norwood have conceded less. So it's it's troubling times. And, and it's, it's a great point because you factor in the first two rounds when they gave up 50 points in round two and 60 points in round one. Yep. So the last four weeks... They are going at uh, a worrying rate where they're leaking goals um, and they're going to have to change something pretty quickly. Dan Mental certainly heating up in the Sandfall W. Let's put the spotlight on that as we are approaching finals. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting stage of the women's season with one round to go. South Adelaide stay on top of the ladder with a one-point win. Now, Georgia Hooper kicked a goal in the 20th minute to put them in front over the Double Blues on the weekend. Norwood shored up their final spot as well, and uh, they basically have been as good as any team this year. Their losses have come um, by a combined margin of 11 points this year, which is staggering with seven wins and four losses. But it's a uh, it's really interesting place. We've got three teams that have locked away finals. So that yep. is South Adelaide, Centrals and Norwood. And North Adelaide, the reigning premiers, are knocked out of contention now with their result from the weekend, their loss to Glenelg. So... What it does is it means that fourth position is up for grabs. We have Glenelg in fourth and Sturt in fifth going into the last minor round of the season. Well, guess what? They take on each other this weekend in a basically an elimination final. It's massive, isn't it? Their percentage is pretty close. Glenelg on 50.59, Sturt on 52.06. It's going to be huge. And this is what we want building into a final series as well. It was similar this time last year with the uh, Host Plus Sandful W League. So, um, yeah, and you see South Adelaide at the top who have just had such a comfortable season. And we, we said it last week, North Adelaide just don't know how to lose and they're going to have to get used to it now because they're not going to be playing finals. They are, and uh, it's going to be a challenge for them because they're not used to it, as you said. But uh, the state game is on Friday, so no sample footy this weekend. Mm. Uh, two cracking games. So Norwood take on South Adelaide. So for mine, arguably the two best teams in the comp at the moment, uh, 12 p.m. on Saturday. But the one you want to get to is the 12 p.m. 
uh, at Wigan Oval. Sturt versus Glenelg, winner takes all. Winner plays finals, loser is out. We love it and we are loving the Sandful League. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League with fierce rivalries everywhere. There's going to be a big rivalry in our Kia State game on Friday afternoon. SA taking on WA. We're turning our attention to that next. We will be speaking to both of the leaders of both teams. So not too far away, Matthew Jupp from Western Australia and Joey Sinor from uh, the South Australian team, the West End State team. We'll chat to him next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here on this Wednesday afternoon heading into the Kia State game on Friday afternoon. The ball is bounced at Adelaide Oval. Um, I, look, I, I feel saying it's a curtain raiser to the AFL game is disrespectful men's. We need to get everybody there early for the bounce of that ball and you'd be very excited that the captain has been announced from Woodville West Torrens. It's Joey Sinor as well. So congratulations to you, Joey. How are you feeling? Well, she, yeah, no, I'm going alright, boys. So thanks for the chat. Um, now, before we ask any questions, men's, tell us about Joey Sinor and the leadership qualities that he has because you've been around the environment for a couple of years and we don't want him to pump himself up. So talk to us about him. Yeah, look, it's his first season as the Eagles skipper this year. He's been in the leadership group for a number of years now. And um, Chalk's one who just, you know what you're going to get from him and that's what we love about him. And I'll give an example. The the thing I love about Chalk, and I think it's a lesson to people out there is... Why do you call him Chalk to start off with? Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, that's Chalk's nickname, so we'll go with that. Maybe (laughs) Chalk, why why is your nickname Chalk? (laughs) Uh, There's actually no real reason, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. The great cricketer, Graham Manu, so I like me cricket, and I think I just started laughing when someone called me Chalk to compare him to him. So, yeah, that just stuck. All right, sorry, I interrupted you. Keep yep, on going. No, I'll keep going. So this is the example, and the lesson is uh, Chuck made the state squad a couple of years ago, and when you make the state squad, it's great, but there's 30, 40 blokes who make it, and unfortunately there's guys that get cut every year. And Joey Chuck got cut a couple of seasons ago, and so a lot of guys would go, well, yep, flat. Uh, that maybe was my opportunity. Maybe it's passed me by. Then comes back, again, body of work, does all the hard work, makes the team last year, gets to play in the team, plays really well, and then this year he's captain. So I just think it's the sign of persistence and determination and uh, hard work that pays off, and it's a great story. And, and Chuck, I'm wrapped that you've got this opportunity. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate those words, mate. Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, oh, Look, it's obviously a little bit surprising as well, but just really honoured to um, accept the role and, yeah, looking forward to the week ahead because it's, uh, yeah, been able to experience what it was last year. It's, it's a bloody good uh, week in your footy career, so I'm looking forward to it. We love the work that Zach Milbank does for the Sandful. He wrote a, a really good article about you last year saying back in um, in 2016, you were considering even walking away from Sandful to go and play footy in the country, mate, and now you, you go forward a few years, you're premiership player, captain, and now captain of the state team. It's pretty surreal how footy works like that. Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm pretty glad I uh, hung around, <laughs> that's for sure. Because, yeah, look, I, I, yeah, it was a bit testing there at times. I, was, I played quite a lot of reserves footy as a youngster and um, had, a fair, had a fair bit of injury as well early days. So, yeah, sort of got to a bit of a crossroads at the end of 2016 after another uh, year of playing reserves footy. And But, yeah, I sort of sat around and spoke to a few important people at the club and my family. And, um, yeah, I, just, I, I didn't want to leave without giving uh, the SNFL everything I had. So, 
um, yeah, got very fortunate that I hung around and I've been able to um, have a little bit, little bit of success since. So it's been pleasing. Now, Chalk, I guess the question for you that people might be interested in is this week, the lead up to the state game, how does that work? And in terms of Twig, Jade Rawlings being the coach, is there much implementation of game plans, game style, or is it sort of just play however you sort of feel on instinct? Yeah, I think we, we had a bit of a brief chat about it last Tuesday at training. Uh, Twig sort of mentioned that he won't uh, put too much on us. It'll be more about just going out there and, and displaying what we're, uh, we're all good at doing, which is playing footy. So, um, And going off past years, it's pretty, pretty similar to that. I'd say there'd be a bit of a rough game plan, whether we, I'd potentially go man-on-man or, or something like that. That'll be some basic structures that'll be put in place. But, um, yeah, I think it's the main idea is just to go out there and, and show uh, your talents off and, and uh, play like a team. Do you spend too much time having a look at the opposition or how they might set up, or is it more of a kind of a, a game day thing or that final training or the captain's run so you actually can go, well, we need to focus on what we're doing and, as you said, showcase um, the skill set of yourselves but also what the Host Plus Sandful League has to offer? Yeah, I think there will be a little bit of uh, a juggling act there. I think uh, it depends when they name their sides. Like, their side might not come out to a Thursday or something, so... Um, it's sort of hard to get a gauge on, on their, what they're like individually. But, um, yeah, I think there'll be a little bit of that towards the back end of the week um, and leading into the game. But I'd say 90% of it will be focused around um, what our strengths are as, as a side and how we can um, do that on, the, uh, on game day to, to try and get the win. Now, Joey, have you thought about your pregame speech? We've we had Lynn McBean last year, who did a really good job, and the previous year it was Jack Hayes, our former teammate, is now at AFL <laughs> level. And look, I hear and we've heard that it wasn't the greatest speech going around. So, have you put much thought into it? Uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine Jack would have nailed that too well, to be honest. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Liam McBean's last year was good fun. I enjoyed that. I think I'll go down a similar track about, you know, sort of enticing the boys if we can get the win. That what will follow on from that is a, is a good time. So uh, that'll get the boys up and about, I'm sure. But uh, now I'll, I'll fine tune it as the week goes on. <laughs> Who have you enjoyed playing and training alongside? I was saying to men's earlier, it's a good opportunity to get to know players from other teams that um, you, you normally play against. So is there anyone that stands out from other Sandville clubs? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of good lads. I mean, yeah, last Tuesday night there was, um, you know, uh, like even just having the Gowans boys around the group that was hilarious because they're very funny people. But <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, yeah, the coaching staff and and everyone that makes up the side, and then the boys. I mean, you'll get to know the lads throughout the week and and um, form closer relationships. But yeah, there's just everywhere you look, you're surrounded by blokes who have given a lot to the SNFL and and the boys that are playing in the SNFL now. So, um, yeah, it's It's just great to be around. Do you get much education as well on the history of it? I know that um, Tim Ginever will be part of the uh, the evening on Friday, but also being chairman of Selectors, he's been out to basically every Sandfoot game. But um, surely there's a bit of an education piece of the significance of wearing that Guernsey on Friday? Yeah, for sure. That, that's I think that's what the whole week will be based around. Uh, Twig Rollins uh, did a bit of a, a talk about the history to us last Tuesday, and then we had Timmy Timmy G and um, and the Gowans boys sort of they uh, 
stood up and told their side of the story, what it meant to them wearing the state Guernsey. And uh, I think as the week goes on, we'll continue to hear stories like that because as a player, it really does um, hit home and, and how lucky we are to be able to pull on the state Guernsey. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing more about it. But that is definitely one of the focus points uh, of the of the state side week, yeah. Now, Chuck, we've got Harry Boyd running around in the ruck. He rucked last year really well. We'll see the likes of Tom Lewis in the midfield, uh, various number of midfielders in this team. Will we see you in the midfield, or is it uh, straight to half-back for you? I'm not sure, mate. You'll have to ask Twig. I, yeah, we're pretty stacked, aren't we? So um, if I can sneak into a back pocket and maybe just stay there, that I'll be doing pretty well. Or maybe I'll be coming off the bench to uh, fill, fill, fill a role because... There's a few step boys there that are uh, playing some good footy, but and then uh, yeah, a few other lads. But no, it'll be interesting to see what uh, how they put all the side together. I assume they've um, picked a, a rough 23 to sort of make it make it all work. But um, yeah, I'm happy to play half back or on ball. We'll just wait to see what Twig reckons. We have been informed, Joey or Chock. I feel like I can call you <laughs> Chock now because we're mates now. Um, <laughs> that the players get to choose the song that plays through the Adelaide Oval speakers if and when they kick a goal. Have you chosen a song or what are you going to choose if not? Well, it's funny because before this week, I'd actually, I, I was telling all the boys, there's no point me picking a song because I never kick goals. And then I managed to jag two goals on the weekend. So <laughs> who knows? I might actually need to pick a song, but I, I did. I picked uh, Fisher. I'm losing it because, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I like the way he goes about it. Fisher, that, he's a good did, character. So. Did you go to live golf? Is that why you picked that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, also, we, yeah. Needed to, we need to ask because we're getting to know the, the skipper of the West End State team in the, the Kia State match. Um, when are you going to start tweeting again? Because you were prolific on social media and you've got some big-time <laughs> tweets. I mean, what we do love is that you've been getting around Jack Hayes and Lockie Jones and James yeah. Cheetah. So all the Woodville West Torrance boys, your, your views on cricket are there too. Are you going to jump back onto Twitter? Well, I've got to be careful. Well, see, I got told off one time for a tweet I did after a uh, certain game uh, involving North Adelaide <laughs> a few years ago. So that, <laughs> that sort of put me in my... Uh, Put me in my little uh, dog box for a while there. So um, now, nah, look, at, I like I, I love Twitter. It, it is a good forum, but uh, no, nah, I try not to say too much. I do love my cricket and uh, and love supporting the boys who have made it in the AFL. But uh, yeah, I try not to post too much. Also, a passionate Crows man, Chuck is as well. So, I can see. Uh, I can see. Are they going to make finals this year, Chuck? Oh, mate, I'm I'm really bullish now. To be honest, I think. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to say it, but I think we could make the top four. And, uh, and uh, I love yeah. it. Bold predictions yeah. from the South Australian oh, yeah. state captain. I'm going all out. Good. <laughs> well, we love it, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> the good thing is that you are the captain of the state team for life now. No one can take that away from you. And um, as we talk about that, Guernsey, it's earned and it's not given to anyone. So you should be really proud. And we're looking forward to seeing you in action, not just on Friday, but then continuing a season with Woodville West Torrens where you're back on track after um, a win in the Dan Menzel Cup over the weekend against the Doggies. Yeah, that's it. Nah, appreciate the support, guys. It really means a lot. Thank you. Uh, really good speaking to Joey Sinor. Men's, uh, I wanted to ask you about him too when it comes to being the captain of the Eagles because you're, you're obviously you, you follow on from someone like Luke Thompson um, and he wants to make his own mark and, and show his leadership style. What sort of attributes does he have as a leader? Because you just look at his journey as a footballer, that in itself 
for me, speaks leadership and inspiration to to not actually give up no matter what challenges you face. And he toured around in reserves for ages, and here he is now the captain of the club. I love that story. Yeah, it's a, it is a great story. It's that grit and determination, and it's the way he plays as well. You know every single week that Chock's going to do his role. He's going to have 20. He's going to lay six or seven tackles. He, he actually, one of the boys mentioned on the weekend, I'm not sure I've seen someone smother the ball better. And mm. he does one or two a week, which is incredible because it's not an easy thing to do. And that's the way he leads. He leads by example. But I think the off-field stuff is well, he's really developed as well. And it's his relationships and his temperament around how he is at the club and how he treats people and uh, it's no surprise that he's got the opportunity as state captain as well. I know that Twig Rawlings rates him very highly uh, as a person and as a player. So I wasn't surprised at the appointment. And uh, it is. It's, it's just dessert and just rewards for what he's done. Uh, also, I'll just read out a couple of his tweets because they are quite humorous. He's retweeted someone saying, Jack Hayes is proof that most AFL list managers wouldn't know honey from doggy do, which is good. Um, <laughs> then he says, someone taught me through Mitchell Stark farming the strike late on day two, putting the pressure on Alex Kerry to ton up before stumps. Then he says, I'm proud of Jack Hayes. He talks about being proud that Gold Coast signed James Cheetah, who's been playing. So he's he's quite prolific. He is prolific. And uh, give him a couple of beers as well, and he's prolific. There, there was a uh, photo doing the rounds in the Eagles chat of uh, Joey sitting next to George Bailey, the chairman of selectors. And uh, George Bailey's got the weirdest look on his face as in, who is this bloke talking to me right now? And Chuck is in his ear delivering something about who should be opening the batting or who should be bowling. So uh, we do love that passion. That we certainly do. Uh, Joey Sinal, the captain of South Australia, our guest on the Sandful show. Nothing beats the host, uh, the host plus Sandful League. Fierce rivalries. Next, we will speak to Matthew Jupp, the captain of WA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Nothing beats state footy to Dan Menzel and it's Jared Walsh here in SENSA Studio Lumo. The Kia State game happening on Friday afternoon at Adelaide Oval. We have spoken to the captain of South Australia, Joey Sinor. Time to get to know the skipper of WA as they make their way over here at the end of the week. Men's, we're speaking to a player who's played 167 league games. Best and fairest winner at East Fremantle played in the state game last year. And the captain of WA in 2023. Good afternoon to you, Matthew Jupp. And first of all, congratulations, mate. You must be really proud. Yeah, good avo, guys. And, um, yeah, thanks for that intro. Yeah, I am extremely humbled and, and honoured to to not only represent my state, but to be um, to be given the privilege to captain. It's, um, it's a bit of a pinch-yourself moment. Um, certainly very honoured um, and really excited to, to get over there and, um, and have a red-hot crack. Now, Juppie, we, we spoke after the game last year in the rooms and you talked about how WA had a pretty experienced side last year and had been training for a number of weeks and we sort of spoke about how South Australia went a little bit younger last season. How does the team look this year with the demographic? Yeah, look, we've certainly added a little bit of youth. Um, yeah, we got a young, uh, young key forward in Jack Buller who um, looks likely to get a Guernsey and, and he's been in ripping form. Um, we've got a, a real good ball-winning mid, Milan Murdoch, who's a, a new addition. But to be honest, um, guys, we sort of look like we've held pretty much a, a similar squad. There's a lot of experience. Um, we've got the shared experience of um, of last year's pretty close defeat. So I think it's going to hold us in pretty good stead um, coming into the game this, this Friday. Do you approach this match um, speaking to men's 
prior to you coming on the air is really opportunity um, to, to bond. I mean, to travel to South Australia to do that is, I, I know that our boys wanted to do that last year and they really connected. Um, it gives you an opportunity to do the same. Yeah, coming in early, um, talking to Cam Shepard, the coach, that was one of the main key drivers for the group was to how quickly can we unify? Um, what can we do to accelerate that process? Obviously, travelling helps. Um, being able to spend a bit of time together on the flight and have a, a team dinner and a bit of hotel time. But um, we've probably started that process a little earlier this year. Um, you know, there's been some team recovery sessions We've tried to get a few extra extra training sessions in compared to probably previous years. So, yeah, it, it, it's really important for these games because there's a lot of talent on the park, but probably the missing link is that unity because we sort of are a collection of, of guys. So um, we put a lot of emphasis on it and um, hopefully it'll it'll show up on game day. Now, Juppie, you mentioned a couple of players before. Is there much AFL experience in this WA team? We saw Jono Marsh, Cam Erdley, Stephen Giro play last year. Those guys uh, going again this season? Yeah, they'll, they'll look likely to play again. Um, all three of those of those guys have been in the squad and um, you know, pretty confident most of those guys, or if not all those guys, will get selected. Um, we've got Angus Schumacher, who's sort of um, in the middle of the ground. He played last year as well, spent some time on Carlton's list. Um, you know, Joel Weston did a little bit, uh, done some training with us. He spent some time on Frio's list. And, and look, there's a, a splattering of guys who have had some AFL experience, probably more than their, more AFL experience than there is guys who haven't. So um, that helps, I guess. A lot of those guys have experienced travelling for um, for games. So that, that little bit of uh, of experience helps. We love the rivalry that has continued between South Australia and Western Australia. And we asked Joey Seinall, the captain of SA, about the, the education during the week leading up to the game. Um, have you guys been sat down and, and learned about the history and the pride of wearing that state jumper? Yeah, it's kind of... Um, it just, just being able to put on the jumper for training sort of says it all. Um, you know, we, like I said earlier, big driver was us, the unity. And the other part of it is, is playing for the jumper, playing for the state. Um, that's been our two drivers, um, this whole program. We want to do the state proud, do our competition proud because we're not just representing ourselves. We're representing all the guys we play with at, um, at, at league level, you know, all the guys from East Freo and all the guys from South Freo and whatnot. They're just as much a part of this as the guys who get to pull the jumper on. So uh, I love the concept. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, you know, it's such a privilege to be able to play in the game. I know, Dan, you probably feel the same. So... Um, we're just so excited to get over there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I echo that sentiment. And one thing that's special about it, while she is well, I think, is that I remember after the game last year, we went into the WA rooms and you sit down and have a beer with the boys and talk with the players from the opposition and talk about their experience. And it's that bonding that I guess used to happen back in the old days. And I'm guessing that will obviously be the plan this week, Juppie, that you'll have some um, uh, catch-ups afterwards, some celebrations afterwards, but also go into the opposition rooms. Yeah, that was a great part of it all. Um, unexpected in a sense that you sort of it's not something that comes front of mind when you when you start the program, but it's probably one of the little hidden wins of it all. Um, great opportunity to get to know guys in a different environment, and um, yeah, share a beer and um, share a couple couple tales and a couple of yarns. It was um, yeah, it really is kind of footy from the old days, isn't it? It sort of takes you back to junior days, and um, it takes a bit of the, the the stress and pressure off it all. So uh, looking forward to that. Now, 
Juppy, you can answer this any way that you like, but do you have any sympathy for what's going on with West Coast over in the Waffle at the moment? Because both the AFL and the Waffle team is struggling and we're having a look at where you guys are sitting at the moment. You are certainly sitting in the top five, but um, to see West Coast struggle so bad, um, surely it's not good for WA footy when you have such a brilliant competition like we do in the Sandfall over here and similar things happen to whether it be Adelaide or Port Adelaide. Yeah, you're right. Our two competitions, I believe, are the um, are the two best outside the AFL in in, in Australia. So, um, great competition to be a part of. I have a high level of sympathy for the um, for the West Coast Eagles. Their injury run has been unprecedented. And mm. look, um, you feel for the guys playing at the waffle level. You know, Jackson Nelson's been a part of our program. He's the captain of um, of the West Coast Waffle team, and oh, it's just tough going. You know, like you know, he's meeting some of his teammates for the first time on um, on a Thursday night captain's run. So, uh, the conditions for for their performance right now are, are subpar. And look that. There's a number of reasons for that, and I certainly don't put them all on their shoulders. Um, a lot of sympathy for them, and um, but we need them to be performing at a consistent level for the betterment of our competition. So um, they'll work on that. We need that to improve. Now, you've answered that very well, mate. Uh, congratulations again for being the captain of the 2023 Western Australian side in the Kia State game. Looking forward to seeing you at Adelaide Oval on Friday night. Have you been to or played on Adelaide Oval before? Never played on Adelaide Oval. I um, was lucky enough in 2013 to play at um, the old ground. I can't uh, Footy Park, Park yep, yep. Footy Park, yeah. Um, for the Foxtel Cup when that was uh, when oh, that yes. was up and running. So um, we had a we had a nice win that Tuesday afternoon and, and found ourselves at the Woolshed that night. So oh, <laughs> that's Did... about the extent of my Adelaide experience. Did you ride the bucking bull at the Woolshed? Oh, man, I honestly can't remember. It's probably a little bit too much. <laughs> Must have been a good night. <laughs> well, mate, enjoy even the simple fact, and I, I speak about this most weeks on the Sandful Show, that the coach of South Australia, Jay Rawlings, just encourages everyone to just take a moment and have a look around the fact that you get to play on Adelaide Oval because um, sometimes I think we take for granted that, that we've got Adelaide Oval here in South Australia. So you've earned the right to do that, uh, being the captain of your state as well. So, Matthew Jupp, again, congratulations, and thanks for your time. Cheers, guys. Looking forward to it. Hey, he's impressive, isn't he? I wanted to go on and say, oh, get stuffed WA, but geez, he's an impressive person. No, he is. And uh, I was lucky to have a chat with him last year after the game. And uh, it is just so interesting just to hear how that environment over there works and yeah. um, how everything, I guess, talking with them post-COVID and how their competition was going. And they, he did say it, that uh, Victoria won't like to hear it, but it's the two best competitions outside of the AFL, and uh, it's hard to disagree with that. Yep. Uh, the captain of WA, Matthew Jupp, has joined us next. We need to get into your power rankings, Dan Menzel. Let's hope they've changed a little bit because someone needs to go at the very bottom. And what happens at the top? It was the battle for the top of the power rankings. We'll do it next on The Sample Show. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here in Studio Lumo building up to Friday's Kia State game. We've had both captains on and men's the moment we have been waiting for. Time for your power rankings. Oh, my goodness. Let's get through them because... 
There could be controversy once again. Who's sitting at number 10? Yeah, well, Norwood were at number 10 last week and they will stay there with a bad loss to West Adelaide on the weekend. Is this going to be good for Jade Rawlings to have a week off from losing? Because, I mean, if they get the win on Friday, fantastic, there's a win. Yeah, a little bit inside. did make the joke when he was with the state team in the first night and said, boys, I'm not sure what I'm doing here as a state coach. I haven't won a game this year, but uh, (laughs) hopefully it changes this week. All right, who's at number nine? Number nine is South Adelaide. They've dropped two spots in the power rankings. Uh, a loss against Port Adelaide, which you would have, a lot of people would have backed him to turn their season around. Uh, they couldn't quite do it on the weekend. All right, number eight. West Adelaide climbs again up one spot. So they go to eight on the power rankings, which is the highest they've been there. They're going well at the moment. Another climber as well at seven. I like the look of this. It is. It's Port Adelaide. Three wins on the trot. Uh, it's good for the competition, and they're starting to put together some really good footy. Sitting at number six on your power rankings. The Centrals fans won't love it, but they've been moved down and positioned outside of the top five. With a loss to the Eagles on the weekend, I have to put them below. They go to six. So does that mean that Centrals and the Eagles have swapped spots? They have swapped spots. Well, you're all over this. They are at number five, the Eagles, with a, a pretty comprehensive win in the end against Central. And in fourth, North Adelaide stays in fourth position. Uh, a big loss on the weekend, but they've still uh, had some good wins so far this season. Okay, now let's take a breather and look at your top three in the power rankings. I need you to drill down on these teams and why at number three what? Yep, so at number three, I have gone with Glenelg. Now, they have won five games on the trot. They have been super impressive. Four of those games have been at home, so that's probably the caveat as to why they're not higher. The top three for mine is so even at the moment, and so I've got Glenelg there, but they could easily move up. At number two, I'm assuming it was the team that didn't win the match of the round last week. It is that team, which is Adelaide. They are at number two. They have been the most impressive team this year in their wins. However, a couple of losses dropped them down to two on the rankings. And at number one, it's quite obvious. I mean, this team has been outstanding, and they'll probably win again next weekend too because they're playing south. (laughs) It is Sturt, and uh, they have been super impressive this year. No one expected them to be 6-0, and you're right. They could easily – there's a pathway for them to go to 7-8-0 and and because they take on South Adelaide and West Adelaide post the state game by. I like your power rankings because my concern was that it was just going to replicate the Sandful ladder each week. However – I'm trying to work out your top three. So you've got Sturt, Adelaide and Glenelg, which I'm happy with. But I feel that if Adelaide put up another performance or were restricted like they were against Sturt in the next match they play against Norwood, they might drop. I almost feel that even if they win the game, they've got a chance of dropping, considering what Glenelg are capable of doing against the Bulldogs and what North are capable of doing against Port. 100%. If Glenelg go out to Centrals and beat them and beat them convincingly, then they they easily will move up to two because Centrals are 3-0 at home this year. Mm. They haven't won away from home. They haven't lost at home. So 
it would be a huge win for them to go out to the Ponderosa, out at X Convenience Oval, and knock them off convincingly, and they could easily climb the rankings. Very nice work once again. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandfall League. Fierce rivalries, just like SA and WA, the Kia State game. Make sure you head to Adelaide Oval Friday afternoon and enjoy it, Mans. This has been a pleasure once again joining you on the Sandfall Show, and enjoy the rest of the week. So you get a weekend off. Get a weekend off, which is nice. So I'm actually going to head across to Melbourne this weekend and uh, get over there and catch up with a couple of people. So it would be nice, but I'll be tuning into the state game at 3.10 on Friday. Doing some wedding planning as well? Uh, we haven't quite got that far ahead yet, thank God. Yeah, well, I noticed that I haven't got my invite yet, so I'll just uh, wait still for coming. <laughs> want me to host that one for you, it's, it's fine. I'll do that at a good rate. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. We'll catch you next week. Go SA.